ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ Hey everybody, welcome to What in the World. Hi guys. Quincy, it's been so long. I have not seen you in, uh, what's, I don't know, what's the racist term for seven days? Is there a racist term for seven days? There's gotta be a racist term. There's a racist term for everything. I think score. Oh, hey, whoa, hey, whoa. Like four score. Whoa, how how can you talk about the Chinese like that? (laughs) How dare you, sir? That, That doesn't add up. My apologies to all of our Chinese listeners. Apologies. Hey, what's our recipe this week? We're talking about turkey. Oh, we're talking about Oscar Mayer. We're talking about Hormel, Jimmy Dean sausage. Man, we are <laughs> all over this turkey. Open face turkey sandwich. Just put two pieces of bread on a plate, put some turkey on it, some stuffing, some gravy, some mashed potatoes, some uh, cranberries. You got to have it all in there at one time. Load it up. Right. And then eat it. I like the turkey teeny. Yeah, make yeah. A, take a make a nice make a nice vodka martini and throw a turkey bouillon cube in there. <laughs> Shake it up, serve with salt. You know what I mean? Just nasty. You can mm. always make the uh, the Thanksgiving burrito. Oh, 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 when you take all your leftovers and the just old throw them TGB. in a wrap. Yeah, <laughs> the possibilities are endless. But don't be a fucking weirdo. Wait until Thanksgiving to eat turkey, especially if it's just like turkey. Like if it's a turkey sub or something, you're fine. But don't like cook a turkey in the middle of the july. summer yeah it's like it's the middle of july you want to come over for a nice turkey dinner no i do anybody, not you anybody weirdo want a, little, anybody want a nice, nice little turkey dinner i wonder i wonder how dramatically turkey sale like do they even put whole turkeys in stores uh they do regular yeah, times? You can, they do but you know the turkey leg is very big in the south it's a very it's a it's a it's a it's a oh uh, yeah i suppose it's a county fair delicacy if you will yeah that makes sense I want a documentary like that bridge documentary where they pointed it at the Golden Gate Bridge to wait for people to jump off. Mm-hmm. I want that, but pointed at turkeys in the grocery store in the summer. <laughs> and then when someone buys one, I'm going to go back and interview that person and just what be like, were you thinking? what the fuck what are you, you do- up to? What are you doing? Where's the dead body? Nobody's just cooking a turkey. Are you starting a cult? Are you telling your kids Christmas is early because you came into a little money you know you won't have any in december are you and daddy separating is that why you bought turkey (laughs) you're trying to you know give them a nice comfort meal before you uh drop the news anyway turkey the meat of psychopaths guys (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we're talking about turkey the thing about turkey is it is for all intents and purposes a dictatorship now which is shocking Because just a few years ago, we were talking, well, not we, because we're not part of the European Union, but they were... Yet. Right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Give us time. They were talking about adding Turkey to the European Union. Yep. It was because they had made all of these uh, steps toward reforming their government to make it more like a democracy. And... It seems like almost overnight that turned into, okay, well, now this one guy's going to be president until 2029. Yeah. Which, holy shit, that, that's, that's a dramatic turn of events. So we're going to get into how all of that happened. It started back in Jan- Well, it didn't start back in January, but in January was when the rest of the world 
started hearing reports that Erdogan, whose first name is such a nightmare. Uh, Erdogan, the long-lost member of the Alliance of the Ring from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, he was a night ranger. I don't know. Yeah, it does sound like he should have some sort of powers besides yeah. holding down He's got descent. The, he can hear really well in a still forest. Well, he sort of can once you get into like press freedom and things in Turkey. seems like he hears everything. But in January, he tried to pass a mandate that would basically keep him president until 2029. I mean, nobody else thought of it. Right. So Exactly. Well, well you, you, hey, you know, he was first to the, uh, first to the plate. It was, yeah. He, he, he has a patent on the idea. <laughs> He's been, he's actually been kind of slowly consolidating power since his party, the AKP, which, god damn it, I have it in the notes somewhere, but it stands for nothing even sort of similar to AKP. Now I'm going to be bitter until I find it. I should have done yoga. I'm very stiff. The AKP party, which stands for the Justice and Development Party. Ha! <laughs> Of course. Uh, uh, Learn to spell, Turkey. Jeez, as I, uh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we had to put you through that. We should have known Justice and Development Party was for should, was abbreviated AKP. Yeah, yeah. That's our fault. That's our fault. For being ignorant Americans. Nah, it's our fault. Uh, we apologize for our country. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since his party won a majority in parliament back in 2003, he was appointed prime minister. And ever since then, he's just been kind of gaining more and more power as he goes along, but he's also enacted a bunch of social reforms that people like. Mm -hmm. Along with that, when he passes these social reforms, which we'll talk about in a minute, he uh, kind of ties in really nefarious things with them, which we do here. Yeah. Like, there's that famous video of Anthony Weiner screaming at Republicans in Congress over not passing a bill for 9-11 relief workers. Mm -hmm. And what's always left out of that is that the Democrats put a whole bunch of extra shit on that that no Republican was going to agree to. And it it's a thing both sides do, where it just yeah. kind of makes the other side look bad when you're really just trying to pass some shit that a lot yeah. of people don't want. Those The backhanded, the, the backroom deals. Right. Turkey is great about that, their current administration. They learn from the best. But against all odds, that mandate passed in April 2017. And the way it works is they'll have their next elections in 2019, which it's highly unlikely Erdogan's going to lose those. And from there, the president is limited to two terms of five years each which would put Erdogan in power until 2029, or the next 12 years. Yeah. You know, then he'll just give it up. and uh, Most definitely. like Because, I mean, he's already set the rules in place. He wouldn't do anything nefarious to no. you know, be able to maybe counter those rules. Nothing like that would happen. He's just going to walk away gracefully. He's going to walk away like Sammy Sosa, just, you know, on top of the game. No controversy. Mark None. McGuire style, yeah. you know, nothing. Just Barry Bonds, Hall yeah. of Famer. Yeah, just walk away. First ballot, yeah. second ballot, something like that. Yeah, just walk away. Pete Rose style. You know, just walk <laughs> away with nothing hanging over his head or any reason not to, like, you know, corrupt it and get, give it up. Not give it up, sorry. Now, to his, like any ruler of this nature, he has tons and tons and tons of supporters. Mm -hmm. 
And to him, he has brought Turkey years of economic growth, which they have uh, had, uh, in, to his credit. And uh, the problem is he's also great at shutting down dissent. So mm-hmm. if you don't like his policies, it's a huge problem. And uh, he, his argument, basically, is that all of the political instability that has plagued Turkey, which we'll get into in a minute, the only way to stop that is by having a stable government for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And Which, you know, makes perfect sense. Right. We don't need to shake things up, you know? You dance with the one who brung you. Yeah. And that's uh, that's how any dictator starts, is by saying, here's a problem. I'm the one who can fix it. Only I'm the only I one can fix who can it. fix it. Mm. I've been around this long. I've been fixing things so far. Let me just have control for another 12 years. What does that sound so familiar? I know. I know. It's, it's I, weird. I can't place it. I'm, I'm getting like an orange hue in my mind of where I've heard someone just say, I'm the only one that can fix your problem. Yeah. Pretty scary. Hope we didn't elect that guy president. Yeah, we would never. Oh, Not okay. in this country. Ooh, ooh. None of this could ever happen in this Here, country. Wait, let me, let me wipe my brow because I'm so relieved. Whoo-wee. Okay. What a relief. Yeah, the problem is the Turkish military has a long history of uh, guaranteeing that the people in power or the government in power in Turkey is a secular government, mm-hmm. which Turkey for a long time was a secular government. And the military, whenever a religious regime has kind of stood up to try and take power, the military has always forced them to back down in some manner. And Erdogan, the the AKP is very much a religious party. They're an, is, uh, they're an Islamist party. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's, they're kind of fighting against years of history just by being in power. But somehow it's working. He's, you know, taking steps to consolidate power under the presidency and take it away from the military, which once he does that, that's been this country's only mechanism for getting terrible leaders out of power. And once he strips the military of that, he'll be uh, in, in good shape. And uh, so this, uh, this all goes back a long, long time. In you get the, the way back machine? We, yeah, we're putting, was it garbage that, the, that you needed to run the car? Yeah, in part Back two. to the Future? Yeah, it runs on garbage. Garbage, yeah. Put more garbage in the machine. That's <laughs> what we call it when we make podcasts. Yeah, we're putting garbage in the machine and doing a flashback. Putting more garbage in. Yeah, buddy. So in the 70s and 80s, Erdogan became active in Islamist circles, and he was an active member of the Welfare Party, which was started by a dude named Nekmetin Erbakan. The Welfare Party. Welfare Party. We're for, we're for the people. Imagine how that would fly here. It wouldn't. We, you don't deserve a handout. Yeah, not in this country. Not 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 when I can pull myself up by my bootstraps. <laughs> you should too. No welfare. Erbakan was in one of the first examples of a leader who was a religious leader who eventually took power and the military stepped up and eventually banned his party altogether. 
because Turkey has for a long time very much wanted to keep religion out of their government. As a lot of governments do. That's I not keep such chocolate a crazy out of my peanut thing. butter, you know? Exactly. I'm allergic. That's the reason why. Keep chicken bones out of your dog's mouth. There you go. There's so many so many rules We're you gotta live about by. You. We're yeah. worried about you. Urbicon established a pro Islamic party starting in sixty nine. Hey. But yeah, the, <laughs> the party was banned by military forces and then reestablished and renamed a whole bunch of different times. The military banned the party again, but he rejoined politics in 1990, or in the 90s, after he had been prohibited from engaging in politics from 1980 to 1987. And this is when he formed the Welfare Party, which was formed to combat what many saw as the arrogant corruption of the leaders of the established parties. So, that doesn't, that's not, I feel like the only big difference here is there's not a group yet that's well no there is kind of a roundup going on that we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk about but all of this d- so far sounds i know people hate when you say it but it sounds really hitler like in a bit. in the way he's organizing and forming starting way back in the 90s and and it it just shows the dedication he has to domination because for a 8 year st- or sorry 7 year stretch he was not even allowed to participate in politics right and during that time period, he's on—he's the underground rebel, trying to make it happen, trying to get an uprising, and he stuck with it. He didn't just give up, right? They, the, the, the dictators never yeah. do. Dictators—that's dedicated. If I can't pass a level of like Final Fantasy after six hours, I'm yeah. putting the game down and playing Arkham City. You know yeah. what I mean? I got better selling things to that do. fucking game. Yeah, I was going back to GameStop. Give me yeah. some in-store credit. Yeah, but this is this is a lot like how. Hitler took power. He yeah. started, uh, you know, different parties in Germany and was just kind of on the fringes for a long time, went to prison for a while, mm-hmm. which is where he wrote Mein Kampf. So it's not everyone kind of bristles when you make Hitler comparisons, but the fucking like you have to compare people to Hitler when they're yeah. being Hitler like when they're following his steps. You don't, and you don't wait till they're slaughtering people yeah. to start making the comparisons. It's like, hey, this guy's doing a lot of crazy stuff. He is the new Hitler. It's like, no, he was already trying. It didn't just happen overnight. Nobody wants to pay attention to the building blocks. Right. So in '94, he was uh, elected mayor of Istanbul on the welfare party mm. ticket. Erdogan, Erdogan was. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, in 94, Erdogan was elected mayor of Istanbul on the ticket of the Welfare Party. And this was the first time ever that an Islamist was elected. And it shook the secularist establishment, Uh-oh. Quincy. Dun, dun, dun. And the problem, or I guess not really a problem, he uh, was kind of a good mayor. He was really good about balancing his beliefs with the secular part of the population. Mm -hmm. He yielded to protests against the building of a mosque in the city's central square, but banned the sale of alcoholic beverages in city-owned cafes. So he was kind of like a, you know, like a centrist, I guess, when it comes to you know, he was a moderate. Yeah, he was, it he was willing to he was willing to cross party lines and say, "Hey, I'll give you a little some, but you got to give me a little some." Yeah. Right. And as he's doing this, though, he's slowly chipping away at what Turkey has always been, mm-hmm. which is a secular government. The minute that he gets them to say, "Hey, let's uh, okay, no mosque, fine, I understand, but can we not sell alcohol in these public establishments?" Which is, you know, 
makes my religion more comfortable to be out in public and yeah. more widespread. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, no problem. He's a populist. That's how it works. Mm. So in uh, 1995, there were parliamentary elections. The Welfare Party won the largest number of seats. What? 158 of 550. Uh-oh. In the legislature, thereby becoming the first Islamic party ever to win a general election in Turkey. Dun, dun, dun. Making history, man. Yeah. Got the people motivated. Got a little God, got a little God thrown in that, in that government. That always helps. The way the Lord, the way the good Lord intended. Oh, this is terrifying. <laughs> I also have a sore on the side of my tongue. Uh-oh. It's from these fucking nicotine lozenges I've been using to quit smoking. Yeah. I'll edit that out. It's fine. <laughs> so, so I shouldn't have French kissed you? When, I'm sorry. No. I mean, it's, it's, it's all fine. Okay. It'll go away. Okay, fine. It clears up. There's a prescription <laughs> you have to get take forever. But other than that, it's fine. When Erbakan was prime minister, it marked the first time... Or wait, is that right? No, that was right. That's right. Because, uh, let me see here. Erdogan is mayor during this time period. Yeah, because Erbakan was prime minister, and then he left office in 97. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So these, were, these, these, these things were happening simultaneously. Okay, so they probably... Did they appoint him prime minister? After they won the... Yeah. After okay. they won the general election or whatever. All right. Yeah. We're back on track. So they win this parliamentary election and they appoint Erbakan prime minister, mm-hmm. which once again, the military is like, no, 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 no. We hmm. are a secular government. We're not going to let you put an Islamist in power as prime minister. So they step in and he steps down, yep. which seems to be a... Uh, recurring theme and he left office june 1997 and early in 98 the welfare parties banned entirely okay so the military ousts all welfare welfare party members holding office including erdogan political analysts at this time brought up that this ban had parallels to algeria where the army set off a conflict in 1992 by canceling elections to prevent an islamist party from taking power saying Quote, if Turkey's pro-secular elite does not reach some kind of peaceful, peaceful accommodation with the Islamists, some of these people could eventually take up arms against the state. This is why print media is dead, man. Yeah. That wasn't 140 characters. I would have never finished this Yeah, headline. that's way too yeah, long. Too How long. are they supposed to know? How? There's no way. They got so much else going on, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to read that, what, 50, 60 word? Ooh. Like, you know how many characters are in a word? Oh, man. Dude. So, again, uh, following the, the, the Hitler course in 99, Erdogan <laughs> gets jailed for four months after is that, he publicly... Is that, is that the new Groundlings? The Hitler Ground, course, Groundlings yeah. 301 is now called the Hitler course. <laughs> I teach it, actually. My, this podcast gives me the qualifications. Yes, and... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 99, Erdogan is jailed for four months after he publicly reads a nationalist poem that includes the lines, the mosques are our barracks, the domes are helmets, the minarets are bayonets, and the faithful are soldiers. Bad and Kind of creepy that you get thrown was, in jail just for reading that. I thought, I thought that was a new trap song coming out. <laughs> you, have to, you, you say it with auto-tune, it's really, it sounds yeah, a lot yeah. better. Well, he did. Okay. They invented auto-tune. <laughs> 
around this time also, Erbakan starts to, tries to start another party called the Virtue Party, which, which is like his no ninth way. party at this yeah. point. This dude loves to start parties. Yeah, he throws a lot of fucking parties. <laughs> that party, Erbakan's Virtue Party, was banned in 2001, so this just keeps going back and forth. Erdogan breaks every, every time he has a new every time he starts a new party he wears a different disguise he's like it's not me I got, I got on this mustache there's no way I could be starting another Islamist party to infiltrate the government no also not with put these down glasses. that booze not with these glasses on <laughs> it's like Clark Kent Superman he you can't recognize him every time he's wearing a, a weird hat so yeah these these two Erbakan mm. and Erdogan or Erdogan are basically just going back and forth throughout the 90s and the early part of the 2000s, trying their damnedest to get mm-hmm. an Islamist party in control of the Turkish government. And every fucking time, people are shooting them down. And then in 2001, Erdogan and Erbakan break ties with each other. Erdogan like wanted... like Hall and Notes broke up. Yeah. Just as... Man, moment of silence. Man. Okay, I'm back. All right, that was good. Uh... <laughs> The uh, Erdogan believed that Turkey should become a member of the European Union, while Erbakan believed joining Europe and its mostly Christian members would be akin to assimilating and would destroy their Islamic roots. So they break up. And in 2003, conservative and religious populations in Turkey start feeling like they've been forgotten. And this figure rises up. Uh-oh. Erdogan rises up. His AKP party... At Justice Party, baby. ...promises to speak to that uh, silent moral majority out there who are super-duper religious in a secular country and just want everyone to behave the way they behave. Does this sound familiar, Quincy? I think it was on an episode of Gilligan's Island? Was it season three, episode 15? I think so. I think there's a Black Mirror episode about it, too. (laughs) There's a Black Mirror episode about everything terrifying. So, yeah, he taps into this religious population that has gone unrepresented for... We want our voices heard. Exactly. This turns into a huge movement for him where they basically view him as some kind of savior. And in the elections that year... The AKP wins a solid majority. Erdogan is appointed prime minister. Oh, boy. So there's, uh, at this point, there's some, at least some optimism because Erdogan has been so far up to this point really good about social things and keeping everything in balance. He would go across the aisle and keep things fair and balanced. And... At first, it seemed like he was on that path. He was, uh, the AKP passed five reform packages really early in his tenure as prime minister. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them that included protecting minority rights and the judiciary, Mm. like protected it from government influence, like all the things you want to hear. Okay. So that was great. And, uh, because of this, the European Commission recommends that membership negotiations begin in that, uh, hoping that that will... Turkey will join Europe. T- Turkey will join yeah, the European Union. Get on Union. in here. We got money to make. Let's go. Let's be a united front. And the problem with that is nobody wanted Turkey in the European Union. And who knows if that's... I mean, 
probably because it had at that point an kind Islamic, of become yeah. an Islamist government as opposed to a secular government, which is what all of the other EU nations I'm assuming are. I don't have the list On in paper, front of me. Yes. And I'm damn sure not going to guess and have another Germany's not NATO debacle like we had a couple weeks ago. Don't worry, I edited it out. <laughs> that was my mistake. It's one of those things where you have to pinpoint this is in 2005. Right. Where even if there are other religious-led governments in the EU, none of them are Islamist. Yeah, yeah, That's sure. the biggest issue is that, yeah, the other there's Judeo-Christian influence in a lot of uh, right. countries. But Islamist-led country joining the European Union? Yeah, I, I guess I was just trying to make it seem like maybe it wasn't like a racial thing. <laughs> but yeah, probably. Two, in 2000, like if this was like 87, maybe you can make that case because rabid Islamophobia wasn't rampant across the world. But 2003, that's the height of it. Yeah. Coming into the forefront of, oh my God, this is so scary. Right. And, uh, so that slows things down in 2005 because all these other EU countries start objecting to the idea of Turkey joining. And then the reforms kind of slow down. And in the spring of 2007, obviously, mm. the Turkish military steps in. Oh, and they made it clear that they did not want AKP's uh, favored candidate for president to assume office because he was an Islamist. And here's where everything changes for Turkey. Because every time in history this has happened, the military has gone to the prime minister and said, no, you can't have the government you want. They went to Erdogan this time, and he said, hey, fuck you. We will put whoever we want in power. Mm. And they just kind of went for it. I can't wait of. for this season. For This is going to be a great reality series on Amazon very soon. He uh, immediately, when they did this, called for new elections and had a broad coalition of support mm -hmm. and won the fucking elections. After, after that, the AKP candidate for president assumed office against the military's wishes, and this is where it gets super-duper uh, confusing. All of this is so long and confusing, but it's kind of like a roadmap for how a country slowly deteriorates mm -hmm. into just being under the control of, of a lunatic. One person. Yeah. So at, at one point during the AKP taking power, Istanbul police uncover an alleged plot to overthrow the government. And at first they, they seem perfectly plausible because mm -hmm. that's something that happens all the fucking time in Turkey. But it eventually comes to light that significant portions of the evidence is fabricated. And it was just used as an excuse to jail or purge people against the AKP. Why does this sound familiar? Yeah. Fake evidence used to make other people look like criminals. Hmm. Oh, Ugh. you know what? That's, the, that's the how they got the A-team. Oh, yeah, there it is. Istanbul That's how they just trying to make... B.A. Baracus. Yeah, they were just trying to get a B.A. Baracus in their country. I get it now. It makes perfect sense. Perfectly normal now. This included large numbers of senior military commanders in a suspected, ever met, er, er, a suspected effort to bring down the government. 
And this was arguably Erdogan's first attempt at consolidating power, and it laid the groundwork for what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. Which, this is the kind of, like when you hear the Trump administration talk about clearing the government of people who don't agree with them. Yeah, and then only putting the people they do in power. What does right. that sound like? Right, that's, people have to realize this shit happens in tiny little steps. Mm-hmm. And when you hear someone talking that way, those are the fucking steps they're on. And it's a thing, you, like... And it's and it's not just, you don't put it on Trump's shoulder saying that he's the mastermind. He's not a mastermind. He's a puppet in the regime of right. the Roger Aleses and the Steve Bannons who are on the same wavelength and feeding this bullshit to not only the president now, but the people he's putting in power so that, you know, the the web spreads. The fucking disease doesn't just contain in one individual. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And that it's kind of, you know, it's obviously the same thing in Turkey. Like, Mm -hmm. Erdogan's not doing this shit by himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's just managed to amass a huge groundswell of support, which... And if you don't support him, you're running the fuck out of town and somebody is put in place that does. Right. And it's, oh, it's, uh, it's hard to know how much of what we hear about stuff like this. It's like, are Turkey the bad guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're, they're silencing opposition, but also like say we were in the United States, which we are. Mm-hmm. and some group rose up trying to topple the government, this is kind of what we would expect our government to do. Yeah. Right? Like, would well, be to yeah, silence and, them and find them yeah, and remember shut them when, down. Yeah, remember when the Tea Party and the Republicans were fighting, the Republicans made a concerted effort to say, hey, either you join in and, or we're going to just eradicate all of your candidates. Right. And at that point, it's one of those you know, terrorism is in the eye of the beholder, sort mm-hmm. of. It's like what whatever side you're on, the other side's probably the terrorist. Yeah. Like these these are all such complex issues. And, and it's and, and mind you, to this point, we haven't said like given a laundry list of terrible things Erdogan's done to his people. Or, you know, like we haven't built him as a character to go, he's terrible. We're just saying this is the steps he took within right. this time period. You know what I'm saying? Right, because there's no disputing what kind of power he has now. Mm-hmm. Like, you can argue against calling him a dictator, but no one holds power this fucking long without being a dictator. And mm-hmm. they usually don't give it up when that reign ends. And Look at have, Fidel Castro. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they have all of these uh, kind of legal back and forths. In March 2008, Turkey's chief prosecutor brings a case to the country's constitutional court alleging that the AKP had become a center of anti-secular activity and should thus be closed, and the court found evidence supporting the charge and fell one vote short of closing wow. the AKP party. And But you really think they would have closed? Well, here's the thing. They, they might have tried at that point, but Erdogan was so rattled mm. by this 
that uh, he decided to just change the laws. Oh, change the change yeah. the what? You Who's just go- change the laws, Quincy. You know what? I think our president tweeted about changing the laws to get his bills passed. That would make it so much easier Wouldn't for him. It? Like, let's just change the rules. He's got a hard job. He only makes two hundred grand a year. Oh man, he's he's suffering. He's starving out there. I know people in L.A. doing better than the president. Oh, I know. I know a barista who's killing it. Yeah. We, yeah, we need we got to make this easier on him. He should just change the laws. That's what Erdogan did in September 2010. A referendum passed that gave the AKP greater ability to pack the courts with sympathetic judges. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. They combined it with a bunch of other constitutional changes that included protection of children's rights. Oh, that's nice. Uh, freedom of residence. Ooh. Uh, so these were things that the people of Turkey had never had before. So they were like, sure, you can, you know. Oh, you're going to protect our kids? Yeah. Well, we, the, the children are our future. Which, that's a thing I could see the left falling for mm-hmm. in this country. Like, imagine if Obama, right on the eve of the election, had been like, just give me 10 more years. And uh, I'll do I'll do all this all these things for you. There's a significant portion of the left that would have been like, "All right, I'm in." Yeah. Which no, don't be, don't ever be, <laughs> don't ever be. When one dude stands up and says, "Me next ten years, let's make it happen." Yeah. You're giving your country away, and that's you know that was kind of the next step. Is once they almost got him out of office through legal channels in 2008, he's like, "Eh." That's never going to happen yeah, it again. Little, it was a little close. It was a little yeah. risky, you know? I like, yeah. I'm, I like where I'm at. So he he changes the laws again, so that can never happen. And in 2013, uh, protests that started in Istanbul's Gezi, Gezi Park, G-E-Z-I? Gezi. Gezi. Uh, young Gezi. Young Gezi Park. Coming to you soon. <laughs> uh, these turned into huge protests. And the protests happened after the government announced plans to redevelop uh, this park into a shopping mall. And a few dozen environmentalists camp out in the park. And at dawn, police show up, burn down the tents, and start using tear gas to clear everyone out. Well, yeah, man. They had, a drum so- they had a drum circle going. You got to burn it down. Yeah. I don't want to hear that crap. Playing hacky sack and shit. Yeah, that dude showed up with the acoustic guitar. Let's light some fires. Yeah, I want to call in the National Guard for one dude with a fucking guitar. But what's interesting here is, again, tell me if this sounds familiar, he starts referring to protesters as marauders. Mm. Not protesters. These are bad people. Bad, bad people. Committing crimes. Mm. Uh, And he also uh, accuses them of drinking alcohol in a mosque. Whoa. Because you got to get the religious supporters riled up somehow. I mean, they are your base. And just saying that supporters are marauders apparently isn't enough. They're also heathens who should be stoned to death or whatever. I don't know. And so he keeps just kind of uh, fostering this divide between the two sides in his country. And... The, this whole time, there's this opposition party. Um, so he continues to kind of develop this divide in Turkey. And at one point in 2013, these phone conversations are leaked to the media. What? what? Media leaks? A leak Uh-oh. that makes the president look bad? Weird. And in these conversations, uh, they kind of implicate Erdogan and his inner circle in all sorts of corruption. 
He blames the opposition party for the leaks. Oh, not the old ghoulinists. The ghoulinists. Uh, they sound like gluten. They're bad for you. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about the ghoulinists in a second, obviously. Uh, he accuses this group called the ghoulinists of tapping his phones and doctoring evidence. <laughs> what? Does any of this sound familiar? I have never heard of this before in my life, guys. We should write a script about this, but with an American president. Oh, that would be interesting. We get like a uh, we can get who, who's who's available. It has to be on like sci-fi because no one's gonna believe it. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll do it a sci-fi special edition. Yeah, uh, I think Hasselhoff is available. The Hoff. The Hoff is president. Come on, and that'll help our relations with Germany. What? We're fixing the world, Quincy. Man. Love the, respect, respect the hawk. Yeah, the hawk and the hawk. What? What? All day, all day. So he <laughs> accuses the ghoulinists of tapping his phones, and uh, basically every week there's a new conspiracy theory uh, while he's prime minister, and it, it it's again very fucking Trump like. Yeah. Also, during this time, freedom of expression is heavily cut down on, which that's the a documentary I watched this morning. There's a really good documentary on YouTube. It's called, I want to say Creating Turkey. Okay. And it's about press freedoms. And Oh, I thought it was just like recipes. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it should be. Mm-hmm. That it made me hungry for turkey. Turkey. I Googled chasing turkey the first time because <laughs> I'd watched it and needed to find it again. And then I Googled chasing turkey. Did not find it. But lots of cute videos of turkeys running for their lives. He accuses the ghoulinists of tapping his phones, doctoring evidence. They basically become uh, the number one enemy uh, to the point that he accuses them of being a parallel state. Uh-oh. Like, there, there are so many of them that they're just going to rise up, and one day it'll be their country instead mm-hmm. of yours. And they want to they drink in your mosques, guys. Yeah. And uh, so in 2014, despite all of this, he becomes president. And he <clears throat> super-duper cracks down on opponents, uh, especially in the press. He basically starts labeling... Journalists, writers, artists, anyone who questions his policies as traitors or terrorists. Oh, he's attacking the journalists too? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Weird how that works. Mm. So let's talk about the Ghoulinists. Hey, Ghoulie. They're a community of people that follow the U.S.-based Islamic cleric Fatula Ghoulin. They are considered by some to be a cult. He's regarded by followers as a spiritual leader and sometimes described as Turkey's second most powerful man. Oh, man. Weird plot twist, lives in Pennsylvania. Huh. So. I hear, I hear it's nice there this time of year. Yeah, yeah. I go for the trees. He's uh, apparently a very isolated man. He's almost uh, to the point of being a hermit and just stays in his house. He has diabetes and uh, some other disease. But he is somehow, uh, he, he's an imam, and he promotes a tolerant form of Islam, which emphasizes altruism, modesty, hard work, and education. Mm-hmm. Sounds awful. Yeah. What a monster. One Islamic researcher said, the fo- that said after a visit with Gulan and his followers, when Gulan was eating an orange, he threw the peel on the ground. I watched as one of his doctors grabbed the peel and ate it. I realized from the body language that this was routine. 
the soles of his shoes would even be boiled and eaten by his followers. Once after Gulen gave an emotional sermon, he cried a lot and the handkerchief with which he cleaned his nose was wet. A young student took that handkerchief and cleaned his own face with it right in front of me. All right, right now, I don't want this guy in power. Like, I don't... I Can want, both sides lose? We need please. To, we need to drop a nice boiled shoe recipe for this episode, you know? Yeah, no I shit. Had, I haven't had a good boiled shoe since 83, you know? Yeah, they, they're hard to come by in anyway. LA. It's just not... We don't have the proper uh, ethnic groups here. We don't have the right seasonings. You know, yeah. It's all about seasoning when you boil a shoe, guys. Yeah, this country, like in, in Turkey... Boiled shoe truck on every corner. Every corner. None here. So it's a it's, it's an a travesty. Opening. It's a travesty to justice that there are no boiled shoe trucks anywhere in L.A. And also an opportunity for expansion. We have Black Pete Crunch. We can there expand into Black Look. Pete's boiled shoe truck. Ooh, right. Ooh, that sounds lovely. Yeah. So the uh, this this movement that he started is known in Turkey as Hizmet or service. And they run schools all over Turkey, and uh, including in former like Soviet republics and Muslim countries like Pakistan, Romania. They have uh, schools in the U.S. Like they are very much everywhere, and they present themselves as a faith-inspired, non-political, cultural, and educational movement, adhering to sympathy, compassion, and altruism through projects ranging from private schools to poverty aid programs. I mean, besides being a, a cult that has that worships a, a leader, uh, they seem to be doing the right thing. They right. seem to be, you know, on the up and up. That's the thing. No one in Turkey right now. It's hard to pick a really clear enemy. Yeah, because there's no, there's not a lot of human rights. Via, well, mm. we'll hear about yeah. in a second. There, there are. Actually, but not on a on a grander scale than some of the things they're doing that are actually positive. You right, know? like right. every it's not a movie where the the bad dictator is just a tyrant and an evil person. He's got thirty seven wives, like they try to portray yeah. it on television. His cult is doing good things, but at the same time, they're eating his fucking shoes. They're not right in the head. Right, right. You don't. It's not necessarily the type of leadership you want to root for. Mm-hmm. You don't want the guy who makes his followers eat his shoes <laughs> in charge of a country. No wonder. You know what? It makes sense why Trump has the same meal every day. He's boiling shoes and throwing it in that meatloaf. <laughs> Everybody's got to eat meatloaf. Nobody gets steak. I like meatloaf. Though. Good stuff. I love meatloaf. So it's said that their uh, followers in Turkey could possibly number in the millions. Jesus. And they're thought to hold influential positions in institutions from the police and secret services to the judiciary and in the AKP itself. Uh-oh. Nah. Little sleeper cells. Infiltrators, sleeper oh, cells. Oh, shit. They're invading our society. Uh, and like I said, Gulen currently lives on an estate in Pennsylvania as a recluse, has a heart condition and diabetes. And <clears throat> so that that's a weird twist to it all. And the reason his name made news and is so involved in this is in July 2016, if you remember, there was a coup attempt ah, in I Turkey. The coup. And around uh, two dozen Turkish commandos dropped into the grounds of the hotel Erdogan was vacationing at, armed with automatic rifles and grenades, mm-hmm. opening fire and hurling grenades. They stormed the hotel, killing two bodyguards. But they didn't get Erdogan. Oh, that son of a bitch got away. That old slippery snake. Ah. So, meanwhile, 
while they're trying to get him from this hotel, uh, rebel soldiers in Istanbul and Ankara start blocking roads. They bomb buildings. Erdogan makes this really famous uh, social media video yeah. in flight and basically says uh, there are people trying to overthrow the government, take to the streets and stop them, and people do it, which... The purge, man. Which at that point, if the people want this guy that much, just fucking let them have him. Yeah. Like, geez. But, or maybe not. I don't know. And it it basically works. 265 people get killed, but all of these people take to the streets to shut down this coup, and it fucking works. So it's basically the second time he's put mm-hmm. down an attempt to take him out of power. And putting down a coup like this just makes you stronger than ever. And also, you're going to try to put rules and people in place that no more coups happen. It's, it's, right. It's one hand feeding the other. So so what he did after this coup uh, is he just uh, made more attempts to consolidate power. Uh, he jailed mm-hmm. dozens of journalists and arrested tens of thousands of people. The, the documentary I watched this morning, the Creating Turkey documentary, was in large part about this program they have in place in Turkey now to hunt these people down who were accused of being part of the coup. Because when you say it's a group of millions of people just hiding in society, mm-hmm. it's one of those, it could be anybody. And the problem is the system they have in place for reporting these people is just an anonymous tip line. What? So if me and you had disagreements over this podcast, I could call Turkey right now and be like, hey, my co-host, he supports those fucking ghoulinists. And if you set foot in Turkey, they're going to fucking arrest you. Yeah. And there's no... That it's one of those you get arrested, you get fired from your job, and then you have to prove you're innocent, and maybe you get all those things back. But in the meantime, everyone in society labels you a traitor, and it's assumed you're going to be executed at some point for mm-hmm. overthrowing the government. So that's the thing. This seems like it's kind of a milder coup situation because there's not really an oppressed group. But there is like there's that roundup of people. Anyone who's considered, even if you're not a Gulenist, anyone who's considered now the opposition to this regime, right, is basically you're. So you're you're oppressed into submission, right? You can't speak out because you're gonna end up dead. Yeah, the uh, the creating Turkey documentary talks to they interview a guy who. He's currently in this process trying to prove his innocence, but in the meantime, he can't access his bank account. He was fired from his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can't leave the country, all because he's suspected of collaborating with the Gulenists. And the reason he's suspected of that is a friend saw that he had a book written by this Gulen guy and was like, hey, you're supposed to get rid of all those. And he was like, no, nah, I don't care about that. And the friend fucking reported him. And now he's. This is why you his always life pay your ruined. friends back. If you owe your friend any money, just pay it back. Yeah. Man. Either that, or if they see your Gulen book, shoot them. <laughs> just kill them. You'll have a better chance of escaping justice in <laughs> Turkey if you just murder someone. That's, yeah, there you go. But it's it's become this huge, huge thing where he's just like, you know, basically scaring people into submission. Yep. Like if there's any hint that you support that opposition party, you're going to jail. Yep. And that's the kind of thing that can very easily turn into, well, we'll just kill them all. 
Like they're we know who they are now. They're a problem. We need to get rid of them. And then if the, if if the president, prime minister, they want to do something that society or you as a, as a person morally or politically think that's a terrible idea. Oh, you're 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 a ghoul in this then. Right. So now you yeah. you can't even fight against any policies that are being put in place because you're afraid you're gonna die. Right. It's it's what happened here under Bush. Yeah. Like when the second war in Iraq happened and everyone who didn't support the war was somehow you a traitor. Were un, you were unpatriotic. Yeah. You and don't want to be labeled as that. It's such a common thing with dictators and how they come to power. And this is just another example of it that has happened in real time, mm -hmm. in our lifetime, that we can all look at and acknowledge and go, yep, that guy, uh, he runs the country by himself now. Mm -hmm. And there's so many parallels to what's happening right now. It's fucking terrifying. And uh, just some details before we get out of here, just to give you an idea of what he's done to the government in Turkey is uh, his referendum in April 2017 passed with a 51.4% of the vote. So just a really narrow margin. Just enough. It does, doesn't take all the voters. It just takes enough. And these reforms he's put in place will basically turn Turkey from a parliamentary government to a presidential republic where basically the president has all the power. It's consolidated under him. Mm -hmm. He's the one guy who can fix it. The role of prime minister will be scrapped. Uh, there will be a new post of vice president, possibly two or three. Got to have a couple of vices. Yeah, got to have some yes men. Mm -hmm. And the president becomes the head of the executive as well as head of state and retains ties to whatever political party he chooses They'll be giving, given sweeping new powers to appoint ministers, prepare the budget, choose the majority of senior judges, and enact laws by decree. This can't be disturbing at all. None no. of this, none of this is scary. That one person is now putting all positions of power in place, and they voted for it. It's not like he well, yeah, because went he, in. Anyone who spoke out against it in any way was labeled right. a ghoulinist. Right? Why would you vote against it if they're currently hunting down ghoulinists in your country? Oh, geez. And even then, he only got fifty-one percent of the vote. But but the thing is, is like he got that fifty-one percent because the people who voted against it were like, "No, this doesn't sound good." Yeah. But nobody spoke out. It wasn't like, you know, if, if if every campaign on television or in the internet or you see a billboard is only for it because nobody's willing to right. do anything beyond saying no quietly in a voting booth. Right. You're going to win no matter what, even if it is a small majority. Right. And it's, you know, it's it's the kind of thing that people think could never happen here. And you look at something like this and it happens through perfectly legal channels. Mm -hmm. Like he gave himself enough power at each step to be able to set himself up to take more power and his supporters went along with it. There's no reason to believe Trump supporters won't go along with shit like this. Yeah. Especially oh my god. Especially as the when they use, if they're not using Trump as the pinpoint. It's the Republican ideals. Right. It's all that, and they're putting in place for the next Republican tyrant to show up out of nowhere. But now all the people in positions of, oh, all my congressmen right now are this. All of the education, they're all the same fucking idiot. Yeah. So they're going to have your back when the next one gets elected. Yeah. Yeah, it's... 
so he uh, he alone will be able to announce a state of emergency. He'll have a five-year tenure for a maximum of two terms, uh, but previous terms before the referendum do not count. Of course they do. Towards the max, so he can't be voted mm. out uh, before those two terms. Parliament loses its right to scrutinize ministers or propose inquiries of any kind. However, it will be able to begin impeachment proceedings or investigate the president with a majority vote by MPs. Putting a tr- the president on trial would require a two-thirds majority. And you're never going to get that. No, no. And uh, Erdogan said the changes were needed to address Turkey's security challenges nine months after an attempted coup and to avoid the fragile coalition governments of the past. Well, you know, you got to protect yourself. Protect your neck. He alone... Yeah, it's there's so much more. We have we like we didn't even talk about the fucking bodyguard incident mm-hmm. which happened in Washington DC where there's video of him watching his bodyguards beat up protesters in the United States. Diplomatic community, baby. Like that's how bold this guy is. He goes to other countries. He beats up our protesters. Those yeah. people are probably living here. Well, you know Donald doesn't like protesters. Why are they blocking yeah. traffic? Aren't these people supposed to be at work? Yeah, did uh, did Trump ever even speak out uh, I think, against? Uh, a couple of states just are trying to enact legislation that makes being a protester illegal. Yes, yes. There, I hmm. almost did a podcast about that hmm. recently. There are uh, states where they want to... That's why if you go to a protest, don't fucking live stream that. Mm-hmm. Because someone in the background could end up on your social media video and end up in fucking prison. Mm-hmm. If that riot turns into something that destroys a lot of property, or people get hurt or killed, and anyone who's on the background in those fucking videos, they can point to, and if they can identify that person, that person can be charged with a crime. But that's why you gotta do it for the gram. Do it for the likes, mama! I'm, you know, I mean, yeah, criminal prosecution aside, you get a lot of likes from these, from these thir- a lot of thirst trapping. If you're uh, live streaming your protest, man, absolutely. I, I like a, a, I like a nice woke woman. <laughs> Let her know I'm active in these streets, right? So yeah, there's a lot more to cover, but we'll like there's all a bunch of tension with the. We'll do a follow up. Yeah, Please yeah. There, there, this one is going up a week from when we record it, so yeah. who knows what kind of state Turkey will be in at that time? Well done. What? Uh, <laughs> come on, guys. I, uh, uh, guys, I, I do comedy, you know? <laughs> but yeah, this is, it's uh, a situation everyone should pay more attention to, look into, and just compare and contrast what's happening in this country and what happened in Turkey and where Turkey is right now. Because they're stuck with that guy for a long fucking time now. Yeah, buddy. And it could happen here and he's also uh uh, fun, uh you know a fundamental islamist and right there's a lot of governments and government leaders talking a lot of shit about islam all, all the time that doesn't right. bode well yeah yeah it's uh it's a tense situation but uh this was an interesting episode i learned a lot researching this thanks to ashley best for doing a bunch of research up, on Ash? both of these last two what up, episodes no? cutter and turkey cutter Undercutter's Pizza. <laughs> Good time, green skit. All right. Let's uh, get the fuck out of here. Do you have anything to plug, Quincy? Uh, Yes, I do. This is going up on the Monday? This will be up the going 27th. on a Tuesday. Okay, yeah. Uh, this then... Or no, 28th. You're right. Oh, uh, well, uh, the, 20th, the, well, the 29th. 
I will be at the uh, hosting at the Angel City Brewing Company in the Arts District of downtown Los Angeles at, at 8 p.m. The 30th, I will be at the Santa Monica Theater at 8 p.m. And then guess what's happening on July 1st, man? Unpop's Cookout. Unpop's Cookout and Comedy Show in Chet's Backyard. I hope you got your ticket because they're going to sell out. They are sold out. Oh, they're already sold out. They we sold will out. see you there. They sold out in like three or four days. It's well, pretty quick. But we're going to... We're going to sneak... I'm going to sneak one lucky listener in. If you're a... If I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to sneak you in. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a, a $15 subscriber, we're going to live stream it. So oh, there'll be some live streaming happening? Maybe you want to... Maybe you want to bump up that old subscription. Uh-oh. Or if you're just listening to this episode for free, maybe you want to hear this podcast every single week, completely oh, ad-free. You could do that. You can sign up on Patreon for $5 a month. You get every episode of every podcast we do you completely You get like 25 podcasts a month for 5 bucks, man. It's a crazy value. Live streams. You get so much. Oh, oh, so many. So much value for your American dollar. It's out of control. Uh, so yeah, do that. And uh, follow us on the socials, unpops.pod, uh, unpops.podcast on Instagram, unpops on Twitter. Give us nice reviews. Yeah, good ratings and reviews for this podcast. Even if you're a subscriber, go over to iTunes and give us a good rating and review. All that shit helps. Oh, yeah. All right, this was fun. Let's get the fuck out of here. Quincy, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.